Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis, codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. It is Thursday. We are coming to you amid a crazy, crazy day. Uh, our thoughts are with our friends, family, and fellow conspiracy realists out in Brooklyn, in New York City. Please stay safe, folks. Uh, we'll, we'll stay tuned, like the rest of the world, for updates as they come. And also, as mentioned uh, by a couple of listeners already, today marks the passing of comedy legend Gilbert Gottfried. He is um, on record as having one of the best versions of the aristocrats. And, uh, but he was a very, very nice guy. Wow, that is literally news to me. That's the first time I've heard that. Uh, I, I think it's in, it's in the it's in the movie, I believe, or the documentary. The no, I didn't. I didn't know uh, that he passed. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, he did. Yeah, I did shout out just wow. before getting here as well. Uh, I will also always remember him for his amazing uh, kind of daytime television uh, 800 number product commercial for Shudini. 
Because putting on your shoes is hard. You need help with that sometimes. So Shoedini's got you covered. And so I'd like to start off by saying uh, thanks to Dennis over on Here's Where It Gets Crazy. Dennis said, message to the guys and super producers. Gilbert Gottfried has passed away. I understand you guys make references to him. Hopefully you can do a shout out to him in the news of the week. You guys usually do. Well, this is listener mail. But, you know, at this point, the show is kind of a family. And uh, if you're fans of Gilbert Gottfried like we are, uh, we hope that you can take a moment to look back on the awesome work he's done. I know that's a little bit of a downer to start off today. We have we have not all downers. We do have some non-downer stuff today from your fellow conspiracy realists. We're going to hear a little bit about marijuana and the world of dreams, slumberland. We'll go a little bit Nemo with it. Uh, we're going to hear just one follow-up on the Body Broker episode. I want to thank everybody who reached out for that. And then uh, we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about ways to prepare yourself in these tragic events uh, or before these tragic events occur. And then maybe we, we open with something completely different. Uh, Noel, we got, a, we got a letter about phishing scams and something that is in the notes, all caps as puppy fraud. Puppy fraud, indeed. Not directly related to the subject of the email, but adjacent. Uh, and this email comes from Colonel Buffington. Um, and uh, Colonel Buffington goes on to say, Hello again, friends, because the Colonel has written to us uh, several times in the past. Feel free to use my name as Colonel Buffington if needed, because that's the way I hear this email being read in my mind. Um, I am attaching a ton of screenshots of friends posting on Facebook about the influx of scam phishing texts they have been getting. Both my husband and I have been getting multitude of them over the past few weeks, and it seems like it just started one day and didn't stop. We thought maybe our numbers had been sold somewhere, but then we started uh, talking to friends and seeing other friends post about it on Facebook with others uh, agreeing. Um, it's kind of a concerning trend, and we wonder if maybe some big company got hacked or something, which is causing the influx of texts. I get one or two every other day when uh, I never got any before. I've also seen it posted in some of my wider spread Facebook groups. So this has to be widespread. Wondering if any of you have experienced this or have any theories on what could be happening. See screenshots attached. And then um, the colonel attached several screenshots of these conversations with uh, people on various Facebook groups just kind of remarking on uh, how out of control this has gotten. And honestly, um, I don't have a ton of, uh, of incredibly, you know, laser focused theories on where this is coming from. Um, I know that, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of phishing scams really started to take off uh, via email and telephone um, because of, you know, the idea of people being isolated and a lot of older folks that maybe aren't as tech savvy kind of being targeted. And we'll get to puppy fraud in a little bit. But um, it is something that you really just kind of have to educate yourself about. And if you're getting a call or any correspondence from someone purporting to be from like your bank or from an organization and is requesting, you know, any kind of, you know, identifying information like a pin number, you know, even an address, something that could be added to, you know, a uh, third party kind of sign on or a th authenticating kind of request. Uh, sometimes they just need a little bit of information to complete those um, questionnaires and then get into your stuff. So just always be wary of anyone purporting to be, you know, 
some organization like that reaching out to you because that just isn't how that happens. Uh, you know how hard it is to get a human being on the phone when you want to call the bank or you have some grievance with like a, a subscription or a service. Like They're never going to come to you to try to make things convenient. So we can always just depend on the fact that these companies that we rely on are never going to be um, working in our best interest or at least in terms of like convenience. So if it seems like they are, probably too good to be true. But um, I have been noticing a good bit of, um, of text uh, phishing type situations that have been a little more um, kind of tricksy. Like I've been getting a lot of wrong number texts that, that are like clearly kind of like say, hey, nice seeing you the other night, blah, 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 blah. And then I just usually respond wrong number. But I've noticed a couple of times that it's happened, someone will send a picture back, like a like a like a cute girl or something like that, and say, You don't remember me or something, and they send a picture. And I'll be like, Oh, nope, sorry, wrong number. And then there will be an attempt to start a conversation. Like, if this was you, you'd be a little embarrassed, right? You'd be like, Oh, so sorry, that's so how embarrassing. I sent you a selfie to your total stranger. But instead of just like dropping it, never hearing from this person again, all of a sudden there are these kind of bot-like responses that are coming at me uh, trying to get me to engage. What do you guys think of that? Do you think that's – am I am I being paranoid or does that sound super fishy? Yes, and points for the wordplay there. It is super fishy. They have proliferated uh, both in terms of text and in terms of phone calls, uh, as you're aware Colonel Buffington, uh, the the explanations for this proliferation are multiple. Honestly, uh, whenever there's an economic downturn, scams will proliferate, sometimes because people feel like it's the best way they can try to make some money. Uh, but also, you may experience an uptick in scams based on your own personal activity or uh, events in your life, events that you cannot help but uh, have out there as public information. For instance, this is something that that bothers me. I, I don't think it's super helpful all the time to like talk about my own stuff, but this example is salient here. Um, when my mother passed, I and ever since she passed, I have routinely been receiving various messages uh, addressed to her. And typically, uh, you know, that anybody who's been in that situation, you can understand how that might be upsetting to a lot of people. But typically, the best thing to do is not to respond directly to spam text or spam calls. In this day and age, you really do need to treat your personal information as though it is cash, because to mm -hmm. a lot of data brokers, it is. Uh, there, there was a, for a long time, and it's still around, there was something called the Congressional Do Not Call List. And you could that is put meaningless yourself, now, it would seem. <laughs> you can put yourself on that. But yeah, it, it lost its teeth as, uh, well, I'll say it, as different, um, different iterations of Congress and different administrations realized they could make some money, right? And they got along pretty famously with lobbyists who were like, but what are phones for if not to call people? Let's get rid of this Do Not Call List. Dude, I got on that call list as soon as I heard about it, and it really did work for a time, and it was so great. God, yeah, it was about great. a year and a half or two. Yeah. <laughs> well, remember that time where like the there was this illusion of privacy with cell phones? You know, it's like, well, of course, landlines are fair game in the same way that like, yeah, you're gonna get junk mail in your uh, in your mailbox because that information is out there. You know, it's in the phone book. 
But there's no phone book for cell phones, right? I mean, there are ways of getting people's cell phone numbers. Obviously, usually you have to pay a little something. But there was this period, this blissful time, you know, when it was like, nope, it's my cell phone. I'm safe. I'm protected. In the same way, they used to be like, oh, a Mac could never get a virus, right? But that time is clearly past too. But um, yeah, like, I mean, my girlfriend the other day got a text that was actually had pornography in it. It had an image and it uh, appeared to kind of be like, underage pornography, which is problematic on a whole nother level. Cause then it's like, wait, now I have this on my phone. Like I'm like palp, I'm like uh, culpable in this, uh, in this exchange and you just delete it and block the number obviously. But do you, what, what do you do in these situations, Ben or in Matt, do you guys know of any recourse? And obviously the do not call list is, is, is completely useless now, but what if you're getting, you know, uh, these messages and it clearly is someone trying to perpetrate a mass fraud I mean, there's like, what do you there's, do? there's not much of a way to fight against it and to even track it because Ooh. you can just use and, and these uh, groups that are doing this or individuals that are doing this are using uh, VoIP, VoIP numbers, fake numbers, Ooh. you know, random generators, the things that will just mask them. They're probably using VPNs and other things to mask where they actually are. The amount of investigation you'd have to do to track an individual down who's doing this is probably not worth it to law enforcement, I imagine. Right. Yeah, you're essentially you're you can block individual numbers. But to your point, Matt, you are playing a game of whack-a-mole at that, you know, at that juncture. There are ways to turn off what are called spam messages, but also the technology for spoofing something such that it doesn't count as a spam message is out there. And it's, it's pretty easy to access from what I understand. Uh, I would say, you know, it depends on how much time you have what your idea of fun is and what you consider your level of pettiness to be. Uh, there are great ways to troll the trollers. Like if you look at the old uh, scams that were coming out of Nigeria, uh, there was one guy, I think he had a whole website of just examples of him stringing scammers along via email where he'd say, okay, well, prove to me who you are, get a picture, and then he would get them to do crazy stuff like get tattoos or read Harry Potter or something like that. Uh, so you can troll people back. I am all about the uh, the culture jamming. So again, it's all a matter of how much fun you want to have with this, but we can't legally advise you to do stuff. The only thing we can legally say, the best thing to do is to ignore it. And perhaps uh, also, especially with your loved ones, if they're not super tech savvy, to make sure that they do not participate or engage with with those accounts. And it can be tricky, you know, uh, because people are attached to our phones. It's rare for people to memorize a phone number nowadays, right? When I said that, everybody listening just remembered like the last couple numbers That's they it. actually know. It's, mm -hmm. it's your, the last ones before cell phones, maybe a family member's phone number, uh, maybe weirdly enough, an ex's phone number or something like that. But because we don't know these numbers, because we rely on this technology to have that memory function that our brain used to have, we can easily get befuddled. We can get taken in, especially if someone set, sounds like they know you. You know, like the three of us meet a ton of people. I'm in contact with people uh, all over the place from all walks of life. And so sometimes, like if I get a text and it says, hey, this is Mike, then I... I 
I don't know. I I know like 78 mics probably mm. at some point. So you have to get a little more proof. But then to do that, you have to ask them, which mic? That's right. And, yeah, you know, exactly. it used to be too. I mean, now, nowadays, you know, the spoofing is so good that the numbers will, it's almost like they target people in certain areas with numbers that are from that area. So it looks more likely mm-hmm. to be legitimate. Uh, you know, Apple phones or iPhones and, um, and Androids do have ways of like identifying suspicious numbers and saying spam risk. You'll, you'll usually see that. And um, I, I typically love that. You know, won't answer those. Yeah, for sure. But we're talking mainly about the text thing here because the text thing is, different because it's going to end up on your phone. It's not necessarily going to be rejected unless you've blocked that number. Um, and they're getting a little bit more elaborate. I did find on uh, consumer.ftc.gov, there's a section on how to report spam text messages. And I wasn't aware of this. You can copy the message and forward it to 7726 spam. Um, and then there's also a form of on the FTC website at re- reportfraud.ftc.gov, which will allow you to uh, to fill out a little bit more robust kind of questionnaire as to you know the details of it. But again, it's a little bit like you know uh, a candle in the wind to not be crude. Yeah, it's um, it's yeah. whackable. At least there's something. I mean, the to me the one of the funniest uh, funniest things. This hasn't happened to me personally uh, because of some various precautions I've taken, but uh, it's not uncommon now for people to receive a text from their own number. Yes. You guys have heard about this, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. from the future, texting to warn yeah. you. <laughs> There's uh, texting, texting to warn you about hot singles in your area. Yeah, uh-huh. if you go to theverge.com, you can see an excellent article by Chris Welch about this. And this is very recent. Uh, it, it explains more of that phenomenon. So that's worth a read, too, if you're interested. Oh, I want to give you an example of that exact thing, yeah. you guys. Yeah, please. Uh, just a couple of days ago, I got a message from myself, and I was very confused. And it says, free message. Your bill is paid for March. Thanks. Here's a little gift for you. And then it has a link. There's no way in hell I'm touching that link. But it sent it. It it just came from my number. And I never seen anything like that before. So I'm glad, Ben, that you at least found an example of it occurring. Uh, You said The Verge has a report on that? Mm -hmm. It's pretty widespread, actually. It's SMS phishing or smishing. Could be our word. <laughs> and just to wrap it up, uh, we, we promised puppy fraud. Um, and there's another Verge article uh, that came out um, early this month on April 11th by McKenna Kelly uh, titled Google Sues Scammer for Puppy Fraud. Uh, and it refers to a lawsuit that Google is um, pursuing against uh, a Cameroonian citizen named Nisha Noel. Close to my heart there, um, who apparently was using Google Voice phone numbers and Gmail accounts to pretend to sell purebred basset hounds uh, online um, and was uh, requesting payment in electronic gift cards, which should be a big old red flag right there. But unfortunately, this particular scam was, in fact, targeting uh, elderly shut-ins, you know, um, who during the height of the pandemic would not have been able to see anybody and probably weren't super tech savvy, even comfortable doing Zoom or, or like FaceTime and probably in a lot of ways had to like communicate with their loved ones through like a letter hole or like, you know, the door. Uh, and I could imagine that would have gotten, gotten very, very isolating and, and depressing. Uh, and so this person, you know, um, obviously a pretty awful person was capitalizing on that. 
in trying to sell these the promise of these uh, these purebred basset hound puppies using customer testimonials and and photos, cute photos of the pups, uh, and actually was pretty successful in in selling quite a handful of them and, and making some money. Not to mention there was one case they mentioned after this uh, uh, poor victim sent the gift cards in payment, um, seven hundred dollars to be precise. Uh, Noel or Noel continued to. Uh, string along this individual saying, oh, well, now we need the puppy delivery company needs an extra 1500 bucks. Uh, don't believe they ship puppies in the mail. Um, for the record. Uh, anyway, just absolutely brazen. So yeah. And then of course the puppy never arrived. So that's, that's, um, that's puppy puppy scamming right there. Um, and it's not the same as the SMS, the, the smishing, um, but it definitely, you know, capitalizes on a lot of the same kind of goodwill familiarity and like wanting to like reach out and help somebody and like, you know, be uh, a, a listening ear or like a friendly voice when someone's kind of feeling alone and isolated. So all this stuff is super gross and uh, disproportionately kind of targets uh, the less tech savvy among us who unfortunately oftentimes are in, in older generations. So here you go. Mm. So we'll move on, but first we'll take a little ad break and then we will return with more messages from you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, we've returned and we're going to go to a message from the Jolly Green Giant. Hey guys, a uh, long-time listener, love the show, um, was going through some of the older episodes that I either haven't listened to or that I enjoy listening to again, and um, one of them that I had recently listened to was about the third eye, the parietal lobe, and I was wondering if you guys have had any anecdotal evidence with this or not, but me and my friends have discussed um, this obviously can't be real studies as we're not qualified to and marijuana is not a schedule is on the schedule one list about the effects of when you quit smoking marijuana after a point in time, how you have extremely vivid dreams and how it seems almost as if marijuana in some way uh, dampens your parietal lobe while using it heavily. But when you quit using it for a period of time, your parietal lobe kicks into heavy gear. Um, if you guys have any research into this or have heard anybody else having similar experiences, we'd love to hear more about it. Um, you can feel free to use this on air and let's go with my name as the Jolly Green Giant. Thank you. <laughs> Jolly Green <laughs> Giant. First off, excellent taste in name, my friend. Uh, maybe it's just because I'm hungry, but I am feeling this vibe. It's a good question. <laughs> it really is because, uh, you know, just like alcohol, uh, marijuana can diminish the quality of your sleep, specifically your REM stage, where that's where you're dreaming, right? So uh, there are reports that say a lot of people who uh, consider themselves regular, habitual marijuana smokers or ingesters of some sort uh, do report they either don't dream or they don't remember their dreams, but also people who don't uh, engage with those substances and never have may also not have an easy time remembering their dreams. The The easy way to do it really is to treat it like an exercise, keep a little dream journal and write stuff down when you wake up. Um, that's, that's the best way to start. That's way to memorize, remember your dreams rather, and then build toward lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming is super fascinating. Uh, I, I wish I had the discipline or the wherewithal to do it. Like I've mentioned before, I think one of my favorite artists, musicians, uh, Richard D. James, Aphex Twin, um, made supposedly, he's a bit of a troll, so it's hard to know if he's telling the truth or not all the way, but um, one of his records, Selected Ambient Works Volume 2, he supposedly composed the entire thing while in lucid dream states. Wow. Just quickly, let's go to the Jolly Green Giant. So the concept here, and I'm not, I'm a little unsure Mr. Giant, uh, if that is your real name, whether you're really referring to the parietal lobe, which is kind of the top slightly back part of your brain, um, if you're talking about that or specifically the pineal gland, because I think in the episode we focus on conspiracies around the pineal gland and Ooh. function that can be either inhibited or enhanced by drug use and, and meditation and other things. And the concept that that pineal gland, that tiny little rice uh, shaped and sized thing is actually your third eye. This is a fascinating concept to me. And mm -hmm. the idea that perhaps, and I've never connected the idea that weed smoking affecting your sleep 
may actually be affecting either your pineal gland or, you know, your parietal lobe or whatever it is in some way, uh, other than the kind of feeling you have while you are experiencing the high of marijuana, right? That, that sense of connection and strangeness. You always hear too about like certain drugs that people take to quit smoking. Um, like I believe Wellbutrin or um, what's the Shantix. one? There's like a Shantix is one. They give you crazy dreams. Uh, and I wonder if that is in any way related. And also um, you always hear about people saying, oh, don't eat, you know, spicy food before bedtime because that'll make you have crazy dreams too. And um, I read a, a quick study from Charles Bay, who's a sleep medicine doctor uh, at Sleep Disorders Center in Cleveland saying that heightened metabolism and temperature uh, can lead to more brain activity, um, prompting more action uh, during that phase that's so crucial for dreaming that you mentioned, Ben, rapid eye movement. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's a real thing. It's your, your natural state for most human beings is to encounter REM sleep during your sleep cycles until DARPA finally releases the technology to free us from sleep. Uh, <laughs> if DARPA, if you're listening and you need a test subject, I can't volunteer my colleagues, but I am so there. Uh, yeah, so when you when you quit ingesting marijuana in one way or another, then you are going to have higher REM cycles. Then your your body is going to naturally resume its normal functions. Matt, I think I, I know that um, chronic marijuana usage does have an effect on the parietal lobe, but I'm with you, man. I, I think we're I think we're talking about the pineal gland in particular when we're when we're thinking in terms of like third eye, et cetera, et cetera. You know, unrelated. One thing we didn't get to in that episode was the calcification of the pineal glands. Have you guys heard about this? It's yeah. a real thing. Yeah, that was that was one of the major things and and it's it's connected to the fluoride conspiracies, right? Mm -hmm. And if you go to WebMD, you can actually read an article about calcification of the pineal gland and it always sounded to me like something that was just okay, yeah, whatever. That's a that's a theory. <laughs> Fluoride's going to calcify your the inside of your brain and some little gland you got in there. Well, it is actually true in in a lot of ways, but it's also true for most parts of your body. Calcification is a thing that can occur. It's not directly related to fluoride, although fluoride can play a hand in it. Yeah, if you take a bunch of fluoride. Yeah, if you're super dosing fluoride, it could be an issue. But generally, calcification comes with age. That's what you need to know because it has to do with usage. Uh, specifically parts of the brain because there's so much blood that flows through there constantly. All the little things like calcium, like other minerals and, and stuff that's in your blood gets deposited in small amounts at different times in your body, especially in your brain and in your pineal gland. So it is a thing that occurs. Isn't the pineal gland the one that was in like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas is like a pure pineal gland, like of a human being. And if you do you eat it, it'll like make you trip harder than you've ever tripped in your life. Yeah, adrenal gland. Kind of, yeah, adrenal Maybe gland. Maybe adrenal. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. But yeah, okay. But but is what about the pineal gland? Does it contain any hormones that that are released that would cause some sort of hallucinatory effects, or am I just mixing my glands? Mm. It makes melatonin, which people take as a sleep supplement. Sleep stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It basically, monitors when when it's time for you to sleep. Uh, it's kind of awesome. It's a little Ooh. alarm. It's like, how much light is there? What what time of year is it? Essentially, and it can tell by the amount of light that is coming into your eyes. Generally, it 
relates to one of the reasons that people always say, turn off your phone or, you know, put your phone in night mode or whatever, make the lights warm and dark or as dim as you can possibly get them as you're trying to go to sleep. Because in a strange way, you guys, I think it mimics like maybe the candlelight or campfire or that low amber light that we used to get <laughs> humans used to get when it was nighttime. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to know how much of that is actually an evolutionary function. Okay. Jumping back to what you said at the very beginning of this, right after we heard the message, Ben uh, REM sleep and how marijuana kind of tamps down on that. I didn't know this was a thing. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. REM sleep within the sleep cycles. One cycle lasts about 90 minutes. REM Uh, rapid eye movement sleep is where dreams occur. And you generally don't remember anything that occurs in REM sleep unless you wake up in that cycle within the REM cycle or like right at the end of it, like right as it's kind of exiting out. That's when you'll wake up and go, oh my gosh, I remember everything that just occurred. That was a crazy dream. Uh, And that's, you know, when the dream journals are super handy. It's weird to me to think that this drug that is so ubiquitous right now is... Uh, preventing many of us from having those intense dreams. Because you, you know, if you look at dream theory, one of the things that they do is help us, again, from an evolutionary perspective and psychologically, not work through and process things that we've experienced in the day, but it's like the brain is like reorging in a way, like playing back stuff that's occurred, remembering things, putting things away. Uh, it's weird to think that this drug that is so helpful to so many people is somehow preventing that, which feels like a long-term need that each human has to go through those REM cycles and to process things in their sleep effectively. I'm just wondering what, I'm wondering what effect that's having on maybe America or the globe or just, you know, younger people, people who are smoking more and more marijuana on a regular basis. Well, it's interesting too, because honestly, uh, JGG, if I could call you that. Uh, honestly, there's not much science about this. And if you check out articles like uh, The Cut, Why Your Dreams Go Crazy When You Stop Smoking Weed, shout out to Jesse Single, uh, Singal, uh, there, you'll find that the experts don't agree. As a matter of fact, they're, they're questioning the accuracy of studies that were done before. There, there were six studies that were acknowledged in the past, their problems with some of the methodology, and they were back in the 70s. Also, I'll point out, and this is obvious to any uh, any weed enthusiast in the crowd today, the weed from the 1970s is not the weed from 2022. It's way different. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not your grandpa's <laughs> It's literally flag. your granddad's weed. That's what that yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. So there will be a... Strains are bred to have uh, higher amounts of psychoactive substances, right? So if if those substances do influence your sleep schedule or you know your sleep cycles, then it would follow that a higher percentage of that stuff would have more of an effect, right? It, and you know you'd need to do a placebo experiment to see what happens if someone smokes real weed one day and then they smoke that fake. Uh, wizard weed or whatever it was uh, the next day? Do they sleep the same way? And then also, you know, how do you control for all the other variables? Because sometimes when people make a big decision to quit something, like if someone says, I'm going to quit smoking weed, it often comes with other life changes. And each of those life changes may have an effect on your sleep cycle in, in ways that you may, may not predict at first. 
Yeah, sure. There's certainly a lot of uh, factors, right? There's just some interesting stuff. You can go to weedlist.org, vice.com. Um, what was the other one here? Uh, Verywellmind.com. And you can search for this stuff and just check out what people are saying. There's a neurologist on Vice that got interviewed back in, I don't know, 2015 or something. Just had some interesting things to say about it and the rebound effect when quitting a substance specifically marijuana and when you quit it and the hyper realistic dreams that come after that, which, which has been self-reported across the internet. You know, I think there's something to it, but you're right, Ben, we need further study just to see what it's doing. I'd love to know, especially because of the such positivity that there is towards cannabis. And, and I think that's great. That's good. I just, you know, like any substance, there's probably something that it's doing that maybe isn't the best. Again, like any substance, including Ooh. water, you can have too much or it can be in the wrong place. And then, you know, um, like it would be good to know, at least as humanity, especially when you're thinking about younger people. And, you know, for me, I'm thinking about my son and as he gets older and like when he's trying Ooh. it and like what, you know, anyway, thinking like a dad right now. You know, that's a great point. And I got to say, I can't speak for anybody else, but who am I to judge about substances? Because I am guzzling coffee on a regular basis. It is cartoonish. <laughs> uh, but there, there is – what about Jeez, this? Jeez, man, you should really uh, look into stopping that. Yeah, right. Matt is Matt is saying this. Is he, what are you sipping on, bud? Just, just, just a monster. here for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mine's sugar-free. So, yeah. Uh, so there's, there's another theory that I think I'm, – I'm just thinking out loud here. Um, what if – so like you remember your dreams more often when you wake in the midst of an REM cycle, right? So, and people tend to like, you know, a lot of people ingest cannabis of some sort to go to bed and, and sleep through the evening uh, or sleep through the day or wh whenever you prefer to sleep. Uh, so or just, is you it know, to play Elden Ring. Right. Is it possible that perhaps when habitual cannabis users stop using it, they're more likely to wake up during that REM sleep and then thus more likely to remember that dream. I don't know. I'm free freestyling. Maybe. I, I mean, there are sleep studies, but you're right. Some of them have been uh, flawed. Uh, I, I don't know. I just want to see more. I want to learn more. And like, Ooh. is it because I don't want to tackle this thing as in as somebody who is anti-marijuana or super pro-marijuana. I just want to know what effect the substance has on dreams in your brain. That's well, all. You can use me as a guinea pig if you want, guys, but not the part that requires you to stop. Um, so just <laughs> Every, everybody needs to get high for science. Right? It's well, 2022. No, but, Eyes open. What the way you'd have to do it, Noel, is you'd have to quit for like two weeks and and keep a dream All right, for science. Week. We could do one week for science. I can do one week for science. One and week. We, yeah. If dream journal. Tested, yeah. Yes. And then. All the people that we test, uh, whether or not that's us, uh, will have to have a placebo at some point. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. and it, we'll have to do do some experimentation. But forward to the future, forward to the future. Uh, drugs may just save the world, or they may save some people's minds. There's a lot of fascinating research going on with psychoactive hallucinogenic substances, uh, and I, I can't wait to see where where that leads. Uh, also, hey. We're not too far off in the U.S. from cannabis actually being decriminalized across the country. Um, it's really just a cost-benefit calculus by the powers that be, which makes more money, right? Throwing people in mm -hmm. prison or uh, taxing legal 
cannabis. Yeah. There's I money mean, in the, 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 the weeds. There's no question. There's no question, uh, which is more valuable to society, you know, because, uh, uh, but it's not a matter of society. Most of the time, it's usually a matter of uh, the people uh, in charge that are standing to make the most money from that legalized slave labor. That is the prison system. And not to mention, I mean, I don't want to get in a soapbox here, but somebody pointed out to me that in the United States, uh, most people that are like in dire straits in terms of mental health, in terms of like homelessness, most of those people will get the only health care of their lives by being incarcerated. Mm. Yeah. So chew on that one for a minute. No, I don't want to consider that. Sorry. That is even more of a downer. This whole episode can't be a downer. So, so everyone, let's do a study. Quit weed for a week. Just do it. Just quit for a week. You'll be fine. Quit for a week and let us know how your dreams go. What's the most intense stuff that happens? Are they really more intense? Well, let's do a case study. We do it right here. It's clinical trials. Yeah. (laughs) I'm on board, man. Awesome. All right, Jolly Green Giant. Thank you for sending us a voicemail, and we'll be right back with more messages from you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. And we have returned. I want to open this part with a uh, clarification. I want to thank everybody who wrote in uh, talking about the uh, statement I made earlier regarding EV or electric vehicles versus ICE, internal combustion or internal combustion engine. But, you know, the old school vehicles. Uh, Yeah, most things aren't coal powered now. And either way you slice it, electric vehicles are going to be less damaging to the environment than typical fossil fuel vehicles. In that regard, the real problem with electric vehicles is going to come in the rare earth metals that are needed uh, to power them and part of their manufacture. So thank you to everybody who wrote in. We are going to have an episode on the the rise of the rare earth metals uh, disaster that's waiting to happen. You know, all the corruption and conspiracy that comes with it. But while we're waiting for that, let's hear from our old pal, the Samurai. Uh, Samurai has been writing in for quite a while. We always enjoy getting a letter from him. And Samurai, like many of our fellow conspiracy realists, shared a personal story in reaction to our Body Brokers episode, which really, I don't know about you guys, but that one really stuck with me. Um, It was unclean. So, So Samurai says... Hey guys, me again. As always, you have my permission to read this on the air and you may refer to me as the Samurai. I love this episode, Body Brokers, Samurai means, but it was a little depressing as I have lost several people to a combo of COVID and cancer in the last two and a half years. Nothing you can do about that, but it was something that needed to be discussed. I got two items for you today. One, I cannot give details for I did not have her permission to do so, but in general, I had a friend of the family who lost their grandparents to COVID slash pneumonia. And just heads up, folks, this is an insane story. She lived a good distance away, and when she was finally able to get to the hospital where her grandmother died, they could not find the body. Because there were no written instructions, even though they spoke to my friend on the phone about it and agreed to store the body until she got there, they had handed it off to a third party for what was listed on the paper as various utility purposes. I immediately had visions of Charlton Heston standing on a truck yelling, Soylent Green! It's people! (laughs) Uh, people. and And after complaining, says Samurai, They brought a body back, but it was not her grandmother. It took a week, but they finally found and returned the correct body to her. Oddly enough, it was only missing some toes. I wish I could tell you I was making this up. She was cremated and will be interred this June. I tried to talk her into getting an attorney, if for no other reason than to draw attention to the poor handling. But she told me that she was not that kind of person. Uh, I want to pause there. That's pretty nuts, right? Like that, I'm not overreacting here. That seems criminal, right? They're just giving away the wrong body? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Matt, geez, take it away, buddy. Well, it's for that to occur, her, this person who was, you know, stored in a morgue temporarily, I, I assume, must not have had any kind of labeling on them. The whoever, you know, physically spoke to this person did not take any notes. So there's no medical record 
whatsoever of communication with family member. This is baffling to me that this could occur because for her body, the grandmother's body to be unlabeled and then shipped off. That means there was another body that was unlabeled and shipped off because that person was clearly not John Doe or Jane Doe. It was, or maybe it was, maybe they're all listed as Jane Doe's, you know, uh, it makes me think about the, um, when someone comes in and they have no family member to take care of them, perhaps someone who is without a home or someone who passes away, you know, um, just that doesn't have anyone, how that system kind of takes place, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's no ID to identify the body, then it does. We talked about that. That body goes can go away for purposes of donation. Uh, but man, to think that it could happen to somebody who I'm assuming had an ID was associated with wherever she was living, had an address and was able to still get taken away as an unknown and then lost and had a support network as well. That's, that's frankly, you know, that's one of the most disturbing parts because at least one body got mixed up. Right. But that in this kind of situation, it's not unreasonable to assume the uh, cockroaches rule, which is when you see one thing wrong, there are probably many other examples that just aren't visible yet. And luckily, this story has somewhat of a happy ending. But Samurai, your friend is not the first, not the only person who has had this experience, far from the only person. And something needs to be done to seriously clean up this industry. Um, But we didn't want to end on an entirely down note. And Samurai, I don't think you did either. So thank you for this. Uh, Here is the second thing you said, and I thought this would be a nice thing for us to discuss together. Samurai says, I would love it if you followed this episode, Body Brokers, with an episode about the good ways to inter a family member. My wife and I want to use a service like Capsula Mundi, where the corpse is placed in a cocoon with a sapling or seed and allowed to be nourishment for a new tree. To me, that is what should be happening. I mean, in your own way, you're reincarnating. That which was once you is becoming a part of another living thing. How much better can it get? And that's that's from Samurai. But that was that was inspiring. I I know we've talked a little bit about alternative methods, uh, you know, alternatives to burial or even cremation. Uh, sometimes people have to seek these alternatives because of the cost factors associated. Right? It can be tremendously um, difficult to pay those expenses, especially when the death is unexpected. But there are other things you can do. And I, I would like to maybe just pitch some ideas uh, to, to you guys and to our fellow conspiracy realists. First, the Capsula Monday thing, that sounds pretty poetic, right? That's pretty neat. Become a tree? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, just con- that, considering the, yeah. the ecosystem that comes along with a single tree, right? The number of organisms and amount of animal and plant life that gets supported through that one plant. Is that the same as a green burial or is it somewhat, is it related? Not quite. Um, but yeah, I would say they're related. So the green burial thing is also beautiful in its way because the body is not embalmed. It's just placed into a biodegradable container. There's an excellent little monastery close to Atlanta called Our Lady of the Holy Spirit. 
and they are a, a green burial site. As a matter of fact, Mission Control and I, a number of years ago, worked on a, a short documentary about this. And the burial pod, though, the Capsula Mundi, uh, I don't know how far it's spread yet as an idea, but the biodegradable urn is $440. That doesn't count the cost of the tree, but that's a lot less than a typical funeral. And it might, you know, it might bring some peace to people to think that they're continuing in the life cycle of the earth. If you'll remember to anyone out there's uh, six feet under fans, there's a subplot. I won't go into any spoilers, but where someone wants to bury someone naturally, you know, under a tree and all that. And it's not legal to just do it anywhere, right? Like you have to have a permit to do it. It has to be in a particular approved area. You can't just go around burying unembalmed bodies willy nilly, right? Yeah, exactly. You can understand how people would want some regulations there. Even people who are against regulations will be like, we should have some, some, some rules about who can put bodies where just in general, not to be a party pooper, but let's let's get on the same page about that. Uh, you'll also hear green burial called recompost uh, or human composting. Uh, but I, I think green burial is probably where the marketing folks landed. We talked about donating your body to science. Uh, be very careful with that. Again, it's one of the most noble things you can do, but do a lot of homework before. One thing that startled me, you guys, it is legal to be buried at sea. Your cremated remains or your body, drop, drop them in the ocean. Uh, and Go the way of at, uh, Osama? Mm-hmm, yep, yep. Pull it, pull it bin Laden, but hopefully a consensual one. It is 200 to $400 US. Wow. That's it. It seems like you would need to, it seems like there would be some more fees for environmental concerns or something. Yeah, you know? that's a good point. Also, I can't, like, wow. well, I mean, you know, let's uh, maybe this is a silly question, but I mean, you know, obviously the sea is a great way of disposing of illegitimately uh, deceased uh, bodies. So how do you differentiate the legit ones from the illegit ones in, in the event of like having to drag a seabed or something like that when looking for a uh, disposed of corpse? Oh, it's right. a, it's a uh, big tattoo. They put on your chest. <laughs> right on the it's face. A, okay. This is on this, purpose. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, boy. Guys, I uh, cannot wait for burial at space. How yes. fun is that going to be? You know, that's 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 my dream, too, man. I don't even, I don't even have to be... Uh, uh, this body doesn't even have to be dead this time around. Just put me, put me, on, put me on a ship. Find the path that will go the furthest into the ink without being interrupted by something. And then I'll, I'll just go, just go for it. And uh, there's another one, which is weird because I know we've always wanted to talk a little bit about it on stuff that wants you to know, but it's not quite related to conspiracy. It's the concept of sky burial. And, and I know we've all talked about this off air, oh, right? That, yeah. Yeah. This is Noel's favorite thing ever, I think. Which one? Oh, that's that's got to be some sarcasm. Yeah, it's when <laughs> it's uh, it's in uh the Caucasus and mostly in Tibet. Uh, the it's the idea that when somebody dies, let's see, it's in Tibet, Inner Mongolia, as well as parts of Mongolia, Bhutan, maybe a little bit of India, in the past. But it's the idea that when someone dies, you have a funereal rite 
where you take them up into the mountains, a highly elevated place, and you feed their body to scavenging birds, vultures. No, thank you. Nope. <laughs> I'm good. I'm okay. So, uh, are you sure? Because no, we can arrange so, it. So grisly. Look, man, like I said, throw me in the trash. You know, I subscribe <laughs> to that model. Uh, the uh, the Frank from Always in, Always Sunny in Philadelphia model. I don't particularly have any stock or any, you know, um, preconceived ideas of the afterlife and, and what burial, you know, method gets grants me access to said afterlife. So do what thou wilt with my corpse. For me, it's going to be more about the comfort of my loved ones and the folks remaining. But I say to them, throw me in the trash. Or do what Johnny Depp did to Hunter S. Thompson's ashes. He also spent $3 million on it, apparently. He fired them out of a cannon. That sounds like fun. $3 million to fire ashes out of a cannon? Yeah, I don't Uh, understand either. I just know that uh, some of Depp's uh, finances were revealed in a lawsuit, and there was a line item on there where he spent $3 million to uh, pay for the uh, ceremony to fire Hunter S. Thompson's ashes out of a cannon. What about you, Matt? What are your uh, what's your spiritual take I want the full Sumerian, full Egyptian. Like, give me the, give me the works. Organs in jars. jars. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm, Start mm-hmm. building uh, the pyramid now. Yeah, yeah. See, I, you know, that's what I like about. Like, I would approve of pyramid schemes if they were actually pyramids. If someone was like, "I got a scheme, we're going to build a pyramid," I would be like, "Tell me how I can help out." <laughs> <laughs> So okay, Matt wants Matt wants a pyramid. Noel, you want to be in the trash, and I'm going to space. Uh, it's it's a weird way to sum it up today, but we we wanted to, or at least I, I wanted to bring these to our to our fellow conspiracy realists because you need to know, not just for yourself but for your loved ones, that there are alternatives to you know the typical burial if that seems financially prohibitive or if it goes counter to the beliefs of yourself or your loved ones there are always other ways to do this and and western society teaches us incorrectly not to think about death you know there's a great well it's not a great book it's a very long book called the denial of death which is all about thanatology the study of death and in that book the author posits that everything people do is really just to avoid addressing the fact that up until now, everyone who is ever born has died at some point. That might not always be the case. The the first immortal may be alive today, but you need to think about these things. And you don't necessarily need to think about them for yourself, but you need to think about it for your loved ones, for your survivors. And if you think about this and if you can explore it enough, then ultimately it may not be as frightening as, as it appears, you know, at first blush. So let us know what other fascinating funereal rites you have found throughout history or in your neck of the global woods. Let us know uh, if it is indeed legal to mail puppies. Uh, I, I think all three of us are kind of skeptical to be fair. Uh, And uh, what's the weirdest phishing scam or smishing scam you ever got? And are you willing to participate in our incredibly unsound scientific experiment regarding marijuana use and the world of dreams? Let us know. Let us know. Thanks to Colonel Buffington. Thanks to Samurai. Thanks to Jolly Green Giant, uh, JGG. Uh, If you want to take a page from their book, 
uh, text from their phone. Ah, let's see. I talk from their pipe. Uh, then join yeah. the conversation. <laughs> we can't wait to have you. We try to be easy to find online. That's right. You can find us on Facebook at our Facebook group. Here's where it gets crazy. You can find us on Twitter and you can find us on YouTube under the handle Conspiracy Stuff. We are on Instagram at Conspiracy Stuff Show. Uh, if you would like to uh, steer clear of the internet, you can reach us by telephone. Any old analog telephone or payphone, if they still have those, will work. All you got to do is ring us up. That's right. Call 1-833-STDWYTK. Yes, that's correct. It's just a voicemail system. It's not us directly, but we will hear it. Know that. <laughs> and be ready when you call in. We've been getting a lot of messages recently that are like six seconds long, two seconds long, where people like get through to the voicemail system and then they're just like, uh, nope and then hang up uh, just be aware that is a very common occurrence it's okay if you do it no problem with us just you know always a uh, time to try again yes exactly just if it doesn't go right the first time just call right back it's totally fine uh when you do call in please give yourself a cool nickname like the jolly green giant did let us know if we can use your voice and message on the air and you've got three full minutes you can use them or just give us a quick one like a 30 seconder those are fun uh whatever you want but if you got more to say than can fit in that three-minute message, instead, consider sending us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.